Well, hello everyone. My name is Donald Pigeon. <laughs> Obviously it's not, but I was just doing that as a test to make sure that you were staying alert there, listeners. As is the government mandate now, stay alert. Uh, I know some people will be thinking, but this is surely our downtime when we listen to The Eagle is Stranded. No, I want you maintaining alertness at all times. It's really actually how you should always be listening to, there we go, there's that sound that came in there. That's the first alert, exactly. Ideally, you should be maintaining alertness at all times when listening to the podcast. It would, I would imagine if a pun passed you by, that would be absolutely terrible. So there will be some little things in today's podcast because I have always been about following the government guidelines and I think it's very important that we take Boris Johnson's words seriously. He clearly knows what he's doing and I think we should... I, I don't know what, I think Ellie's maybe watching a funny video on YouTube or something. She's just laughing away there to herself. <laughs> uh, what is that gorilla doing, Ellie? Anyway, um, <laughs> in order to um, heighten your alertness, I'm going to use this podcast now uh, for the foreseeable future, or the forhearable future um, is maybe a better choice of words to use. See, I'm being alert there. I'm correcting myself. So I'm stepping up to the plate. And actually, that's quite a, a better pun, my friends. I told you to be alert because uh, the extra alert people would realise that Ellie is chopping something. Therefore, stepping up to the plate is quite an apt thing to say. There's a, a little pun for you there, people. We'll find out what Ellie is chopping very shortly. In fact, she's probably going to have finished chopping it by the time I finished saying this sentence. Uh, in fact, she's probably cooked the entire meal by the time I finished this sentence. But anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> What was I saying? Um, <laughs> so what I shall be doing is I'll be putting in little mistakes, deliberate mistakes. Yeah. I'll be saying things incorrectly. And I'm doing that so you can train yourself. And if you spot them, feel free to message in. So now we move on to the question. What is Ellie chopping? Well, she's not chopping anymore. But what were you chopping, Ellie? Well, I was chopping an aubergine. Chopping an aubergine. And what's happening now? I'm um, now chopping a cauliflower. There was some seasoning going on, yeah, I believe. Yeah, there's some salt and olive oil gone onto the aubergine. That's going to go and roast once Ben's cake is out of the oven. Oh, um, do you know what kind of cake Ben's been doing, do you? He's doing an almond drizzle cake. Not drizzled with almonds, but it's either lemon or and not orange or something like that. Very nice. So it's all happening here with a cake, of course. The reason Ben is making a cake is because it's important with a cake that you follow the ingredients to the letter because obviously it's a, more of a science than cooking, I suppose, because you've got to get all the consistencies right. You've got to have it in the oven for the right amount of time, otherwise it'll burn or it'll be underdone. So being alert is key when it comes to cake making. And that's the only reason Ben is making a cake. He's using it almost as a training exercise there. Do you know what else we're going to be making? No. Although we're gonna prepare it today for tomorrow. Oh. We are going to be making some chocolate and tahini cookies. My goodness. So what are we actually making today we then, Ellie? Roasted aubergine with spiced tomato chickpeas. Um, we're doing roasted cauliflower with a tahini sauce and pomegranate molasses. We're doing zatar spiced... Zatar, that's the second time so zatar has been... We've mixed up the spices, so we need to use them. Excellent. And the listeners, and the more alert listeners, will of course remember what is in zatar. And we're also going to cook up some frique. I want to eat frique with you. So basically we're having a bit of a, a Palestinian meal. 
Artists. I'm using my Palestinian cookbook. We were eating Jerusalem artichokes not so long ago. Yeah, we have but perhaps that would be too contentious to have in a Palestinian meal, perhaps. But uh, it's the first time I ever had a Jerusalem artichoke. I suppose I would describe it, listeners, um, as a juicy potato. Yeah. Very nice indeed. Oh, stop, stop everyone. The more alert of you will have realised that this means that Ben's cake should now be ready. So, little Richard died yesterday, Ali. Yeah. I suppose yesterday was a sort of inadvertent tribute, maybe, to little Richard, because I was deep, deep, da, da, daring as part of my song. You and deep, daring, No, that would be a tribute to Wigfield. But don't, we'll, we'll definitely have one of those, I'm sure, at some point. I mean, I'm not going to wait until she's dead. I'm assuming she's still alive, Wigfield. I mean, imagine it'll be a state funeral. Danish? Is she Danish? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, little Richard. Oh, yeah, well, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> We're just honouring uh, a musical icon and we've somehow got to Wigfield. I suppose it's kind of quite fitting because obviously he was bat-bat-balooba, a bat-bambooing. So he obviously just thought that'll do, I, I won't bother. You know, when I, I was thinking, well, maybe I don't need to bother actually having lyrics. Maybe I can just take a leaf out of Little Richard's book and just bam, bam, baloo my way through. And the key is just to do it in style, just to do it with fortitude, with conviction. I wonder if Little Richard thought, you know, bam, bam, baloo, bam, 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 boo was just his initial jottings. He kept meaning, I must go back and revisit that and actually work out some lyrics and just never got round to it. Clearly did. So therefore maybe I don't need to actually have some real lyrics. I suppose the only Little Richard story that I have to offer is when I was in a pub in Sheffield with Ben a few years ago and there was a covers band on. The singer had a broad Yorkshire accent but he would obviously sing these songs in a proper American style which I suppose in some ways I think if it was someone if, it, if he'd written the song then I would find that inauthentic but I suppose I can forgive someone for doing that when they're covering a pop song in a way. If he'd have kind of done, he did Tutti Fruity, Little Richard, if he'd have done it with a full rock band and he'd gone Tutti Fruity, oh Rudy, Tutti Fruity, oh Rudy, you know, it would have sounded absolutely yeah. ridiculous. You know, it wouldn't be the experience that people would have wanted. So I kind of, but it was just hilarious the way that he would jump between the two. So he was doing the whole Tutti Fruity, bam, 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 boom. Thank you very much. <laughs> And then he was uh, saying, oh, I'll dedicate this next one uh, to Jackie. Jackie, who I'm uh, doing some uh, building for. Because, you know, people who know me know that I work in the uh, the building trade in, in, during the day. And uh, he said, I've been doing a kitchen. And uh, he says, uh, Joe, when you're doing your thing in your pub tonight, uh, you know, will you do me a bit of Elvis? So uh, I'll do this one for you, Jackie. But I'm doing some building work for it because... Uh, you know, El Elvis may have left the building, but uh, I bloody can't afford to. So, I mean, I don't know whether he actually did that joke or if I've, if I've just sort of added that one myself. I'd, I've given him more credit than he deserves, really, but it was just wonderful. What I don't like is when someone has written their own songs, their English, Mm. and they suddenly do it in an American accent. Yeah. I think that is ridiculous. There was a singer who I won't mention the name of, but he would sing all of these songs and he'd be like, he was quite an old guy and he'd sing um, in the folk scene and he'd be like, yeah, so he's a song about like uh, being down the mine. And, you know, because I was down the mine, obviously, for quite a few years. And it was tough down there, you know, the things that we saw and the conditions and that kind of thing. And I wouldn't want me something to go through that. Tough times. So I wrote this song. 
and he'd sing, oh, it was tough down there in the mine. Yeah, it was tough down there in the mine. And you, so it's all authenticity is lacking. Although today, something popped up. Oh, 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 I was talking about being alert. Something popped up on my YouTube, which was music created by artificial intelligence. Oh. Algorithm, well, algorithm indeed, I suppose. So they'd taken an artist and they'd basically fed in all the music. And then the algorithm had like separated all of the individual component parts of the song. So it would try and isolate the vocals, isolate the drums and the bass. And then it would use that and it would study the songs. This algorithm would study the songs and it would then jumble up all of the lyrics and it would create an entirely new song. Look at what would make sense lyrically, put it all together and then essentially just sort of move the vocals up and down the pictures and it would study how music works so it would know like the chord changes that that artist would normally use and it would just piece together an entirely different song from these vocal phrases these words the one that i heard which i will play a little bit of might have to go upstairs to do this was a frank sinatra an artificially intelligent algorithmic version of frank sinatra they've obviously taken one of the christmas songs and they've created a new frank sinatra christmas song I'll play this towards the end of the podcast. This got me thinking, Ali. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, we were talking about if the podcasts, these podcasts were lost in some accident and someone could recreate them, reenact them out, or we would have to recreate them all over again, 50 years in the future or something. However, it's got me thinking maybe artificial intelligence could get that covered. Could get it covered. And I love the idea of not only artificial intelligence being able to recreate any lost episodes, but also generating new ones. And there are hallmarks, you know, it'd be like, oh, we've obviously, you know, we've studied all of David's puns, put a few puns in there. It would have the sounds of cooking, so it would just take all of those. Recipes, simple. There's all sorts of recipes online. So what what we cooking, Ellie? All it would do is it would just look up at the recipe online, take all of the words that you've said. There must be plenty of words that it's got to pull from there. It would just create its own recipe. So it could have you saying you're creating anything whatsoever. When I'm dead, people will still be able to enjoy the David Eagle podcast. Thank God. <laughs> Bit of Paul Temple, obviously. We could artificially intelligently recreate Paul Temple. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you now with this version of a Frank Sinatra song. I'm going to head upstairs. Ellie can listen to this back at a later date, and I'm sure Thanks. she will. Yeah. Um, but I'll go upstairs now to the computer. I'll just play you this clip. Goodbye, Ellie. Bye. She said bye, Claire. Sorry, I was a bit far away. I'm just going to play this little clip. It's Frank Sinatra's voice, but it's just taken all of his words from various songs, all of the instrumental styles, and it's just mimicking it, just compartmentalising the song and then restructuring it in another form. Absolutely fascinating. And the lyrics for this particular song, it's a song called Hot Tub Christmas. It's Christmas time, and you know what that means. It's hot tub time. Some people like to go skiing in the snow, but this is much better than that. So grab your bathrobe and meet me by the door. Oh, it's hot tub time. So here we go. Here is essentially a robot's take, a computer algorithm's take on Frank Sinatra to create an entirely new Frank Sinatra Christmas song, Hot Tub Christmas. And I'll leave you with this and we'll be back tomorrow for day 49 of The Eagle is Stranded. Goodbye. It's Christmas time and you know what that means.
Oh, the touch of time As I like the tree this year will be a time Grab your bathrobe and meet me by the door. Oh, it's hot to time. It's Christmas time, and you know what that means. It's hot sometimes. It's Christmas time, and you know what that means. It's Christmas time, and you know what that means. It's hot sometimes. It's Christmas time, you know what that means. It's hot time. It's hot time. It's Christmas time. And you know what's got me. It's hot time.